0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: What's up with Corbin Burns? Let's find out on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. Today is Tuesday, May 23rd. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And let's get into Corbin Burns, who... Struggled once again on Monday night up against the Astros. He allowed five runs over five innings, pitched four homers in one game. That was a career high for Corbin Burns on the season, a 3.97 ERA and a 1.22 whip. Scott, the strikeouts are down. The walks are up. Seems like Corbin Burns has just been a bit of a letdown this year. What have you seen so far?
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, the overall trends, uh, with, with particularly in terms of bad missing, have been discouraging and i've i've noticed this all prior to this start um he'd still been getting pretty good results in terms of limiting runs so i was hesitant to move him down in the rankings Uh, but you know maybe this was the comeuppance finally then again if you look at it more on a more granular on a more granular level corbin burns you just break it down pitch by pitch his top two pitches, cutter and curveball, he throws them about 70% of the time combined. The whiff rate on the curveball has gone from 47.7% to 42%. On the cutter, it's gone from 28% to 25%. Those are drops from one year to the next, but it's not like you know, a whole standard deviation lower or anything like that. It's just kind of a subtle drop. And you know, same thing in, in terms of, of uh, batting average on those two pitches. The curveball, 127 last year to 130 this year. Cutter, 213 last year to 220 this year. It doesn't seem like there's enough wrong there for me to think he can't pull out of it. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not ready to bury Corbin Burns. I think there's been a lot of disappointment in the upper ranks at starting pitcher this year. You, you look at Garrett Cole, for instance, who's had better results than Burns overall, but he's dealing with a similar drop in terms of strikeout rate and swingy strike rate. It's it's comparable to Burns. Um, so, you know, how many pitchers are for sure aces at this point? I, I can't say Burns is among them, but there aren't enough that I'm willing to drop Burns outside of the top 10 either because he has a better chance of becoming that than I think a lot of pitchers do.
1: And again, it's not like he's been a disaster. He's just been a little bit underwhelming compared to where he was drafted, right? A 397 ERA and a 1-2-2 whip. It's just not going to get it done for someone drafted as a top three starting pitcher coming into the season. These names are mostly available in deeper leagues, Scott, but anything to see here with uh, Luis Ortiz, who had a great start up against the Rangers, seven and two thirds, two runs allowed, four strikeouts. Tommy Henry has allowed exactly two earned runs in three of his last four starts and had 18 swinging strikes at the Phillies on Monday. Tanner Houck turned in a strong start at the Angels. Six innings, one run, eight strikeouts with 17 swinging strikes. And Jaime Berea on the other side of that game. Eight shutout innings, only two hits, zero walks, six strikeouts for him. Again, it's got deeper leagues, but anything to see here with uh, Berea, Houck, Tommy Henry, and Luis Ortiz?
0: Well, the one I'm most interested in by far is Tanner Houck. Because he has been doing, he's been missing a lot of bats all year, but especially his last two starts. 17 swinging strikes on 83 pitches in this one. 15 swinging strikes on 75 pitches in the last one. So he's been efficient, you know, low number of pitches there, and yet a very high number of whiffs. Uh, in, In particular, his splitter, he threw in this start, he threw it close to 20% of the time. It was responsible for six of the 17 whiffs. That's a pitch he has not featured much at all this year, even though it has a 50% whiff rate overall. So if he can keep increasing its use like he did in this most recent start, then he may really be onto something. But even without that splitter, like I said, seems like Houck's trending the right direction uh, or or at least showing significant upside there with the strikeout potential. His ERA is only 499 so it hasn't, even though there are some encouraging underlying signs there, it hasn't really uh, affected the forward-facing numbers with, like we'd like to see for Tanner Houck. He's in a very similar spot, I would say, to Michael Kopech, who, uh, who has some of the same sort of things going on. So I want to call Tanner Houck a must-add yet, but he may be trending that direction.
1: Let's stick in deeper leagues here, Scotty, and a few outfielders that uh, caught my eye on Monday night. Eddie Rosario is having a strong May, so is Marcel Ozuna, his teammate. Ozuna, in the month, 351 batting average with six homers and 16 RBI. Mickey Moniak went two for four with his third home run and has started seven of the Angels' last 10 games. Leody Tavares also having a big month of May, batting 391 with one homer, four steals, and a 944 OPS. Scott, how would you rank that group of outfielders, Rosario, Ozuna, Moniac, and Tavares?
0: I think Ozuna's a distant first here, which isn't to say that he's an especially high priority off the waiver wire either. Obviously, it's hard to trust him, but I, I think of this group, Ozuna is the one who has a chance, however slim, to become a real impact player in fantasy. Certainly, he's performed like that in May, after a dreadful April, after a dreadful last couple of years, but we've seen him be a fantasy stud in the past. We've seen him uh, kind of fall out of favor in fantasy and come surging back before. So it's not crazy to think he could do it again. I, he, he's more of a stash at this point, but I have some interest in five outfielder leagues in Ozuna. Uh, I'll go Moniac second just because we're unsure what he can be, but I don't like that he's striking out 40% of the time and that he faces the threat of Taylor Ward as far as playing time goes. Eddie Rosario, third. Just don't think he's going to play enough. sits against left-handers. And Leody Tavares, fourth, because not a lot of power potential there.
1: All right, for more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye.